0: Isaiah chapter 54 verse 1 through verse 4 When you have it, I want you to signify by saying I have the bread Sing, O barren Thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud Thou that didst not travail with child for more are the children of the desolate Than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Don't spare, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. Your seed shall inherit the pagans, the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. And all of God's people said, Amen. Right before you sit down, share this word with the person beside you, and you can sit down. Tell them, make room. Make room. Make room. Make make room. As we have come into the Jewish year 5783 in the month of September the Lord's prophetic directive to us as a body of believers and individuals connected to the prophetic voice of this house, the Lord spoke to us and gave us an assignment to rebuild the altars. To rebuild the altars of the Lord. Well, to rebuild something is an indication that something has been lost or torn down. And there we are here in the scripture text tonight that the word of the Lord is coming to a people who've had to endure exile. Exile, meaning they have been moved out of their promised place, taken away captive by Babylonians. The Babylonians were different than the Romans. The Romans allowed the Jews to stay in their own place, practice their own religion, as long as they paid taxes. But the desire of the Babylonians was to wipe out the faith and the brightest of those among the Hebrews. Now, it had been prophesied that this would happen. This exile, according to the prophets, is as a direct result of the pollution of worship among God's people. Oftentimes, as believers, we find ourselves on the soapbox of television, shaking our head at the world and the secular community. But I wanna to lift to you uh, that the condition of our land is not because sinners sin. Yes, Hallelujah. I know y'all would get a little quiet and tight on me through here. I said, The condition of our land is not because sinners sin. the word of the lord came in the book of chronicles and it says if my people who are called by my name if they will humble themselves seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven i will forgive their sins and i will heal their land i need you to testify to somebody tell them the land needs healing tell them the land The land needs healing and the solution of the Lord in the earth is wrapped up in his people. My God. For the Bible declares that we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of this earth. And and a light uh, cannot be hidden under a bushel. Uh, Tell your neighbor there's a turning, there's a turning, there's a turning. Hallelujah, there's a turning. The the prophetic posture in this hour is not just that blessings are coming and God has given us more money. There's a turning back to God. Uh, That's what the revival is. The revival is when we have a high conviction. Because the truth is, many of us have been sedated. We used to repent, but we don't repent so quickly anymore. Oh yeah, we we, we didn't didn't got comfortable. It used to be a stop by our house. Now it's a sleepover at our house. We didn't got comfortable oh my god hallelujah the altars of the lord have been laid waste and there's no worship on those altars because now we have altars to our own secular gods i'm not talking about the world i'm talking about the people of god whether y'all back me up or not i'm gonna preach this through here tonight hallelujah because he's calling for rebuilding hallelujah Uh, because ezra says come back to jerusalem nehemiah says be on the wall, but Zerubbabel says, Build the temple. My God, many of us got fancy walls, but no temple. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We have returned, but we forgot why He brought us back. Hallelujah! I need you to look at your neighbor, tell you never He brought me back to worship Him. Hallelujah! I know y'all celebrate the fact that He blessed you all year long, and you should. You celebrate the fact that you survived what could have killed you, and you should. But my question is, why did alive huh? my God why did he keep breath in your body it's not because I've been so good it's not because I did everything right he says Israel I'm bringing you out of Egypt so you can worship me I need you to touch three people Leo section, tell them don't forget don't forget don't you come back to your Israel and live in your sealed homes and forget the temple don't you get your six figure income and forget the temple don't you get married then forget don't you get all of your likes and shares and you start thinking it's about you and forget the temple he said I brought you out to worship me but because of their pollution and their mixed worship he says I'm going to allow the superpower of the day to take you into exile he says but i know the plans hallelujah hallelujah look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor even in god's correction he had a plan i would rather fall in the hands of a loving god that will correct me than in the hands of an enemy that wants to destroy me because this is what i found out and some of y'all not gonna know how to celebrate right here he also Ties, though. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think that section would be the right section. I said he only takes the time and corrects people that he loves. If you got that revelation, I want you to take five seconds and praise God for your last correction. Praise Him because He didn't let you get away with it. Praise Him because He got you. Let you get caught. Praise Him because He made you go and apologize. He's not just the God of your good luck. He's a God that loves us enough to stop us from going down the wrong road. He loves us enough to anoint our captivity. (laughs) I said he will anoint your captivity. Some of y'all know your captivity was anointed because the mere fact you kept your sanity in it Hallelujah mean God had to be behind it See some of y'all it's easy for you to rebuke the devil and it's easy for you to rebuke your enemies But what happens that what you're dealing with has nothing to do with the devil, but it has to do with the God of your purpose He prepared a fish He prepared captivity He said, now listen, you're going to go through this. You might as well deal with it. I'm going to take you through it. It's going to be slow. But it's going to work for you. I got a plan. I got a plan even in your correction. And then here's Isaiah coming after Jeremiah has prophesied about the captivity. At the end of that captivity, it's time to return. And here's Isaiah raising up this heroine. Uh, trumpet of a sound he starts out in this 54th chapter and says sing 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 the Babylonians had already requested that they sing it's one thing for the Babylonians to ask them to sing because you can consider that's taunting the, the Bible says We were hanging out by the the banks um, of the river in the land where they carried us away captive. And those who carried us away required of us one of them church songs. They said, sing one of them Zion songs. And we looked at them like, are you serious? We didn't come to entertain you. How are we gonna sing the Lord's song in a strange land? So you can get offended when the enemy wants you to sing, but what happens when God says sing? What happens when God requires a praise out of you in a bad situation? What happens when God says praise me when you're facing a problem? What happens when God says praise me and you haven't experienced the turnaround yet? Not only have you not experienced the turnaround, the question is will it turn around? And he said, yes, you, you sing, sing barren. Uh, the only thing I'm sharing tonight, even down from the song and the scripture, is all I had during my sabbatical. I mean, I read the scripture every day. I sung that song every day. And so I knew the Lord was turning something in my spirit about barren, barren people. In this coming year, Let your worship be the posture of your heart and not just a response to your circumstances. Now, I'm going to say this. I really love you. You that I pastor and everybody here, but I want to say specifically to you that I pastor. I really love you. I mean, I pray for you. I really love you. But, um, Uh Some of you, it's hard to gauge you. Like, and some of you, it's too easy to gauge you. We can always look on you and tell when you're going through something. You wear it on your face. You wear it in your posture. Come on. But my worship cannot be a response to my circumstance. It has to be the posture of my heart hey glory be I was born to worship him so whether he answers my prayer or whether he don't whether it's yes no or wait I'm still gonna worship him Job says I don't even have the book of Job to read all I know is that all hell is breaking loose in my life but my response is go you slay me I'm still gonna worship do I have any yet worshipers in this place that people thought you had it better than what you had but your heart my my God, your money was crazy, but your heart was postured. Come on, you were going through things in your mind, but your heart was postured. My worship, it's not a response to my situation. It's a posture of my heart. He says, sing O barren. No, The one that never got pregnant. The one that never could produce anything. The one that every time look like it's coming together it falls apart. I want you to praise me. Because this is what I want to lift to you. Some of your best sermons are being produced out of a barren season. Some of your greatest worship. Some of your greatest songs. Some of your greatest experiences with God is going to be produced out of desert seasons. Don't be so consumed with getting past something. That you don't get what you need out of it. Oh, we got about 15 minutes and I got to take us to the praise. New songs need to be penned in this time. There needs to be a notepad near. There should be notes in your phone. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you that it seems, hallelujah, that all you may get is a line here and an idea there, hallelujah when you write it, that's going to be the first tangible manifestation of what God showed you barren, the lack of productivity and listen especially in comparison to others when you read the scripture it says sing O barren because you're going to produce more, hallelujah than the married wife uh, more of the children of the desolate, so our productivity productivity oftentimes uh, is in comparison to other people's movements. Hallelujah, but I want to lift to you in this building tonight. there are times where barren doesn't just describe you but it describes the place you 're in sometimes we're trying to run away from where we are when God wants to do something in our Bearing place. When Sarah heard the promise she considered her bareness and tried to shift it to Hagar. But tell your neighbor don't discount your womb. Don't shift the responsibility. Stop nominating someone else because of your current status. Isaiah 35 says, don't go nowhere. The desert is going to rejoice. Isaiah 35 says, don't leave because the flowers are getting ready to blossom in the wilderness. You're going to build on the ruins. You're going you're to gonna build on the woods. And so everywhere I went, I was, op- I was trying to be open to what God would say to me. Uh, my sabbatical was a vacation um, and a time of rest. Not from God, just from church, because that's different. Because some of you, when you take a vacation from church, you also take it from God. <laughs> I believe you can vacate, have fun, and still be safe. <laughs> yes, I know some of you were a little concerned about my level of sanctification uh, while I was going. To, you were interceding and praying for me. Well, I'll, I'll testify then. I can say for over a month, glory be to God, I was able to go to Tel Aviv and, and Greece and Dubai. And I was able to start every morning with prayer. And not one time, in order to have fun, that I had to go out and drink and get drunk. Not one time. Not one time that I had to smoke a cigarette or a blunt to relax my nerves. Not, oh come on, not one time. The whole month, hallelujah, around people and didn't fornicate. Not, not one time. See, while while you got your soothsaying spirit, I want you to testify where you been on your vacation. I said, I, I made my testimony in the pulpit. I was saying to God, what, okay hold on let me be hold on let me tell the whole thing i didn't go up now they did bring me something in my room one night because of my hotel status and they've had a little small drink right there i sipped it just to see what it tastes like because i never tasted that bourbon or whatever before all right right, see i can testify because i'm delivered you got to hide and whisper about me Hey man. Hey man. It was okay, I mean It won't, it won't enough for the second go-round. it won't, won't hey Amen <laughs> So when I went to Tel Aviv. I was like, Lord, what is it you want me to see here? I love it. While I'm in Tel Aviv, I'm going around with some pastors. I had to speak at TBN. I already knew that. That was scheduled. But I was like, I want to be open to what God wants. I ended up with Ethiopian Christians in a midnight prayer on Friday night. And I saw these young people in their 20s who were Ethiopians where their parents had come to israel as jews and they got converted and became believers i said oh this is god when i went to greece i was open to lord what is it you want me to do here what do you want me to see so while i was in greece and i went up on the hill of the parthenon and, and acropolis and, and, and seeing the excavations of the site my tour guide who she was not a believer When we were coming down the hill, she says, you probably know what that hill is right there. And I said, no, what is it? She said, that's Mars Hill. I said, oh. She said, well, Apostle Paul, I said, I know. She says, when we come down out, we can just walk past it. I said, "No, I'm going up on Mars Hill. Because on Mars Hill is where Paul went up there and sold different altars to all of the different gods. And he found one altar and it says to the unknown God. And he preached Jesus. So I said Lord I thank you for bringing me to Greece. But then I went to Dubai. Dubai was um, it was on purpose because me and Elder Kelly had, needed to have some meetings with uh, the young man from our school in Pakistan and one of my pastors from India and Dubai was easy for them because they didn't have American visas. So when we got there but I was like that was planned but God what is it that you want to show me and the whole time I was moving around and I was trying to perceive where God is in this you know I saw the tallest building in the world and went to the top of it and I was like this is nice I want to get down from here <laughs> I went out on a desert safari I did not know that that, that Jeep was going to be driving like that And Damien, when I I jumped out that jeep, I said, I don't want, get me out of here. I'm walking back. And then I saw how far I was. I just got back in the car and put my head down again. I was like, God, what is it you want me to see? And then the Lord showed me this. From reading the scripture, Isaiah chapter 54, he says, enlarge the place of your tent. Maurice, I want you to put this picture up that I, I gave you, if you have it. The Lord says, I want to show you this. That's Dubai in 1990 on the top. And that's Dubai in 2015 on the bottom. What was a desert? What was a dry place? It's now a major city. God told me to tell you that are in this room as we get ready to cross over, prepare for what God showed you. Make room. Make room. Make room. I need you to push somebody to tell them, make room. God says... I'm going to produce in your life at the ability you have to stretch my god if you are willing to let me stretch you I'm going to release to you a measure that you could have never imagined I feel this in the room for the 50 prophetic people will lift up a sound now under him who is able to do Proceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think God says look at this younger if if People who serve another God can do this in 30 years What you think I can do with you in Lynchburg? What you think I can do with you in DC and in Sao Paulo? I come to tell you that the next 12 months are gonna be 12 months of acceleration grass is going to grow up under your feet I need you to look at somebody tell them give me some room make room If you've been holding on to bitterness put it down make room if you've been holding on to unforgiveness tell your neighbor put it on the altar make room if you've been holding on to failures put it on the altar and make room if you've been holding and, and traumas of your past. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, put it on the altar, and make room. And make and listen what he says. He says to this, he says to the barren. He says, You haven't given birth, but cry like it. He says, cry aloud you who have never prevailed with child what he says cry like you're giving birth even when there's no evidence of birth and some of you want to minimize it but I want you to consider this Gideon with 300 soldiers won a battle with the sound Joshua conquered Jericho with a sound I need you to grab your neighbor and tell your neighbor you ain't got to have the proof just produce the sound you don't have to have the evidence just produce the sound act like you got it walk like you got it decorate like it's coming your furniture around clean out your closet clean out the cabinets because more is coming more is coming scream at your neighbor and say oh The sound with no proof make the sound that he that will come shall come and will not hey. make the sound hey make the sound make the sound sa- oh la, la, la. Ebony, it's so good to have you here tonight, Ebony. Ebony, I love you. I love you. I love you. So, more is coming. He says, I'm going to trust you with more. Now, exciting and scary. Can we talk about that? He said, while you were in exile, I had a plan of bringing you back and you're coming back and you're going to birth in your place of promise. Oh, Tell your neighbor, I don't want to come out of this until I get everything out of him. No more wasted time. No wasted tears. Come on. No wasted warfare. So listen. Now, we're shouting off of the fact that more is coming, but I want you to hear this. There's something else I read in the text that blessed me more than the more. I believe it was around verse four. Hey, he says, not only am I gonna bring you back and not only am I gonna fix, fix it that more comes. He says, but when I bring you into your place, how, come I'm going to remove the shame. Okay, all right all right because i i just stood boldly here tonight and testified to you about where i am now <laughs> but the reason why i testify so loud about where i am now because there were some other seasons okay y'all don't want to be honest y'all don't there were some other seasons where i didn't have that much victory There was some other season I don't want to testify about. There's some other things I don't want to talk about. Tell your neighbor, there are some chapters I would rather not discuss. And although you don't discuss it, you bring it in the room. I'm almost finished now. You hear what I said? Although you don't discuss it, you bring it in the room. You bring it to your relationships you bring it to church with you to so bring what the shame see some people Tanisha call you humble when it's really not humility it's fear that you can come into one of your greatest seasons and you should be happy you should be excited to people are like aren't you happy aren't you excited and you're like there's a reel that goes in your head every time you would hold your head up and celebrate you'll cross paths with somebody and they don't even have to say anything but their presence reminds you i thank god for facebook but some days i want to cuss facebook memories there are some memories I don't want to come back up. I could be in a good place. And then Facebook says, three years ago today, this is who you were hanging out with. And I said, oh, the devil is alive. And so moments where you would embrace what God is doing. And you would be excited and you would go in confidence. Then all of a sudden. I mean, don't hold your head up too high. Because you know we know. Yeah. yeah, see. You're not even there anymore. But you're still carrying the shame associated with it. Hold my day, come on now sire. I want you to prophesy to somebody near you and tell them you have permission to start over. We're getting ready to flip the switch off of 2022 and 2023 and God says not only am I going to bring you into your place I'm bring you into your place without the shame associated with 2018 I'm bring you into your place without the shame associated with your abortion I'm bring you into the place without the shame that's associated with your adultery. I'm bring you into your place because what is this? What is a good place if I can't embrace it? I'm serious. What, what is a good place if I'm consistently reminded of my failures, of my mistakes? Hallelujah. What is Oh, I'm in a good place, but the shame. The guilt, and listen what he says. Not only am I going to cause you to give birth, Not only am I going to bring you to your place, but I'm going to remove all of you. And he says, For your shame, just so, see, for some of us, God almost got to infuse in us a hyper confidence just to compensate for the depth of the shame we've endured. I know some of y'all don't say, see, I know, I know some of y'all see some of us and you like, oh, she thinks she only, he thinks, no, uh-uh, no. You don't know how I've had to coach myself. I know it ain't about the clothes, but sometimes some of us need a good pair of shoes. We need a, come on, somebody, we just need a new outfit to just tell us we're new. Hey, they don't know. They, they don't know what goes in your head before you go to the platform you don't know how you sitting outside of your job and you're reminding yourself that you're qualified you're reminding alright come on and then you wake in how y'all doing like oh you're always so happy look at you're always so cheerful no no no, no, no. no, no. to the point some of you wish you could be anointed and anonymous Some of you, your prophetic slips out sometimes. And people be like, oh, wow. Do Bishop know what's on you? Like, you're like, no, don't tell nobody. Because I have fumbled some simple things. So if I could just hide over in this corner. Whoo! If I could just be covered under this. and, And maybe, and maybe... We dance off of the fact that he forgave us of our sins. Yeah, yes, but he also delivers us from guilt and shame. Yes, it is not God's desire. Yes, it's not God's desire for you to boast in your salvation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But never walk in the confidence yes, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are Away, behold, 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 behold. Tell your neighbor I made some bad decisions, but behold, I went down the wrong road. But behold, glory be to God, I got caught up in my emotions, but behold. God has blessed me with a narrow doorway to him because my faith has been narrow oh he's blessed me when I've asked him don't promote me too much (laughs) Lord I'm just satisfied right? (laughs) but now the Lord is saying make room because this is bigger than you He says, this is for your seed. He says, your seed is going to inherit the Gentiles. He says, I'm bringing you back. You're going to enlarge the place of the tent. You're going to open up for new people to come into your life. But the inheritance is going to your seed. In other words, I want you to consider the move you're getting ready to make in the next few moments. It's going to be transgenerational It's going to have have Transgenerational implications I need you to look at your neighbor Tell your neighbor And the generations of my family Will be blessed My children will be blessed My children's children will be blessed My children's children's children Will be blessed And this blessing will come on me And overtake me I'll be blessed in the city. I'll be blessed in the field. You gotta cry like it. You gotta cry like it. You gotta cry like it. Everyone stand. Okay, stand. I want you to get near who you wanna be beside when the new year come in. Choose wisely if where you are right now is tight there's some space at the altar cause I need you to move in a place (laughs) where you can expand what do do we mean what does make more room have to do with rebuilding the altar (laughs) because of reason why some of us are so cluttered right now because there are things we haven't released but tonight we let it go you have permission to start to start over you can even start start again Lord we release it tonight now we, we have one high priest and it's Jesus we have one high priest is Jesus but Jesus uses our voices he uses our hands we encourage the person that you tell them you're forgiven <sighs> tell them you are released tell them no more guilt no more shame no more rehearsing the trauma you have permission to start again oh begin to praise god for the person you're touching Mm -hmm. hallelujah thank you lord hey this is bishop s y younger thank you for watching this video and now what i need you to do is like and subscribe to this youtube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational motivational and gospel content in your direction Mm